Plus one. I'm Ray Canada. And I'm Margot Moss. We're at Ted's Frost Top in Claiborne and Calhoun in Uptown New Orleans. Once a week, Margot and I meet here at Ted's and we invite a member of New Orleans restaurant and food community to join us. And we invite them to bring along a friend, a plus one. We never know who that plus one is going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a, a family member, a fellow restaurant business colleague. And just for a few moments, we're going to be talking with our special guest. And we are very excited to have with us tonight at Midnight Menu Plus One. Aaron Burgau, a chef at Patois, and on everyone's short list of the greatest restaurants in New Orleans. And so we will be eagerly anticipating our special guest, Margot. But I'm wondering in the meantime, how your weekend went, what you've been up to? Hmm. Well, food-wise, I went back to a, uh, an old, older New Orleans place that people forget about called uh, Rouse on the Park. Yes, I love Ralph's in the Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I hadn't been there in years since I've gone with my family. And uh, I, uh, I had this appetizer that uh -huh. I wanted to drink the sauce. It was uh, cane, sugar cane vinegar glazed shrimp. Wow. With a, um, what are those green, jalapeno lime creme fraiche. That sounds delicious. I was, my stomach was growling. Uh, so that I just sat at the bar and drank and ate. All right. Just by yourself? Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, my husband was with me for a little bit, and then he <laughs> left me. Um, Why? What'd you do? Well, he had a gig. Oh, it was the night of DBA. Yes, they Saturday DBA. night. Okay. His band played a DBA, so I... Uh, he was too nervous to eat uh, too much right before, huh? Or he doesn't get nervous. He doesn't get nervous. He yeah. chowed. No, we, we, we <laughs> ate, but he rushed off and... Uh, all right. So it looks like our... Uh... Our guest is here. That's exciting. All right. Well, I was going to tell you about my Elvis birthday party that I went to and a 10th anniversary crew in Rolling Elvi and my movie showing in Miami this week. Oh. But none of that stuff is as important as our special guest, Aaron. So we're very excited to have with us the great Aaron Burgau. Aaron, would in. you like a uh, beer and a frosty mug before we yeah, get started? Okay. Can I get y'all some across the street? No, but right. you don't want to. Uh, well, uh, I guess Jack and Coke won't go really well, well in a frosty well, mug. Well, Leon only drinks Jack Daniels. Well, we have LA 31 and tin. What's the other one called? Oop. Tin roof. Tin roof. Yeah. Tin there roof. You go. Do you know anything about that tin roof beer? They make it in Baton Rouge. I know that. Okay. I know, and they just right. they do it. They do it in the cans. I hear it's pretty good. Actually, I got my wife at a party on Saturday, and uh, she's got a six pack hanging in the fridge right now. So that's about all I know. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if we serve it at the uh, serve it at the uh, burger place or not. A true burger? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, we might. We change so them up quite often. You you have. You are partners in True Burger as well? Yes, or? we're uh, partners in Patois and True Burger. All right. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty much it right now. I mean, he, uh, he That's was, a lot. Well, <laughs> yeah, he that's was enough. In, well, he was involved with St. Marie, and uh, he recently sold his share out. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, so that's why he's involved some other stuff too. So, And I also do the food for, uh, for Oak. I don't know, and I'm just consulting chef for that. Oh, really? Okay, uh, I love the food there. I yeah, love all the you know, small plates. Yeah, there. New yeah, Orleans is a small town. You know, like the two girls that own it, 
Um, they were a couple years behind me in high school. Um, you know, we knew each other in high school, and uh, I knew they were opening up. And I, you know, I kind of mentioned to them, "Hey, you want any uh, help with that?" And yeah, I've been helping ever since they opened. So it's been kind of. It kind of worked out good. Yeah. Is that uh, so? You're our first guest on the show that's originally from New Orleans. I grew up here oh, too, really? but yeah. it seems yeah. that every uh, guest yeah. we've had. So that's exciting. Yeah. We want to get a little. Yeah, me and Leon went to high school together. He's two years older. His brother, my other partner, is two years younger than me. So we have. Uh, so Leon and Leon. his so brother's Leon, name. It's Pierre. Pierre. So Leon graduated in '90. I graduated '92, and Pierre graduated '94. Huh. So it's like, you know, going to the Jesuit, it's like, you know, in New Orleans, like, not where you went to college, where you went to high school. Right, I right. was going to ask you where yeah. you went. Uh, so it's Jesuit? Like, you know, yeah, right. Jesuit. That's my wife's yeah. grandfather went there, too. Yeah, so yeah. my dad went there, his dad went there, they graduated a couple years apart. So it's like, you know, we, it's like a it's high school reunion at Jesuit, I mean, at the restaurant pretty much all the time. Like, we have, okay, between me and my guy friends, there's about almost 20 of us. Okay. Between the 20, I think there's like 18 boys. You mean from children, children of yours? Children, okay. of all our friends. And so between the 18 boys, they probably range between newborn and like uh, seven or eight years old. Now, these are, these are all guys you went to high school with that yeah. you still hang out with. You go to the so beach with and you go to the Saints games with go, and all that. You do a guy's trip. I'll go to the beach. I'm sorry we don't uh, sell uh, Jack and Coke here oh, for fine. you. but That's fine. No problem. We'll um, just run across. He keeps no, sending I'll, I'll friends drink, to I'll Roberts. Drink he, just, he only <laughs> drinks beer when he fishes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he drinks Jack Daniels too, but it's, it's getting a little easier to drink beer because when you you know when you go on 30, 40 miles per hour on a boat, you know it ends up spraying kind of all, all <laughs> of that. Much gone, so you so. go fishing a lot. Is that a big hobby for no, you? No, he, he he's got a camp down in Shell okay. Beach, and um, he's wow. always kind of doing something with one of the boats. He's got you know he's whether it be you know he he's got a duck boat, so duck season now. You know, and he's just always fixing something on the boat, and you know he's down there a lot. You know, it's a nice, it's a it's a it's not a rough in the camp. You know, he's got a pool table. He's got it's, you know, it's <laughs> nice. He's got a nice kitchen, and you know, and it's, he that's his kind of place to get away. But we we go there quite often. You know, we go there on a week on a, during the week when we're off on Monday and Tuesday. We we'll go uh, either fish or just hang out there, and just sometimes we invite some of the guys, some of the cooks up, or some of the waiters up, and uh, we go out to the middle of the lake. Uh, like born and uh, swim and stuff, and you know, oh. it's fun. And you ever serve any of the fish that you catch too? Do you no, that in the that's, that's no. illegal. We don't. How is that no. illegal? I didn't because even know. they have. Do you, you need a license to be able to sell? Oh come well, on. That's we, terrible. Well, you need a license. It, what well, does this country come to? It's kind of to? safety too. I mean, yeah. it, oh, I don't know. I, I guess so. I mean, really though. I mean, okay. Well, the person that sells to us has to have a license. So therefore, if we caught it, you know. We would pretty much have to have a license too. Like we could give it away. Um, we've had people come in, you know, from here or whatever, and say, "Hey, man, can we bring our fish in? Can you cook it for us?" Yeah, we could do that. Oh, that's fine. I mean, we're still gonna charge you, but you know, <laughs> oh, bring afraid. your own, bring yeah. your own fish night. Yeah, we've had a done people. We don't have a lot of people. Probably what, uh, maybe two people in the past five years have done it. You uh -huh. know? People you know already. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Christian, he did it for his uh, wanted to do a trip every year, and they want to bring some in and. Uh -huh. They just, uh, they ended up getting Christian? too drunk. Christian's a mutual friend of ours. Yeah, it's kind of Sonia. Sonia. Yeah. He uh, did his wedding, and uh, me and Christian went to college yeah. together. And he ended up marrying the girl who's like the director of the uh, farmer's market, who I grew up with. Yeah. Another small world type of thing. You yeah, know? yeah, they both go to our church, and yeah. I officiated. And I didn't know you were there. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I've used this <laughs> random illustration about Patois yeah. in the sermon. In the sermon. Yeah, and then I saw him. I was like, oh, I didn't plan that. Everybody there were like, Hey man, did you pay that? He paid the guy to say that. He's like, no, I didn't pay anything. He just said it. 
Um, but yeah, we just a mutual friend, good couple, man. They, they well, I asked nice them guy. about you, and they gave me about four pages of stuff, but there's only about a page <laughs> of it that we can use on family radio. <laughs> yeah. There, you know? Christian, yeah. likewise. I mean, Christian's, <laughs> Christian was the crazy one. This isn't family radio. What are you talking about? I was about? kidding. I know. Okay. We get raunchy every time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but well, not, I mean, nothing. Not too not raunchy. Not too raunchy. We're not going to. Um, it's always her. I'm always trying to tone it yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I can't help myself. <laughs> you got to find out some interesting oh, yeah. stuff. We got some good interesting stuff. You know, being from here, there's a lot of things that we've done around here and, you know, got in trouble with. And, you know, there was a bar right across in that little subdivision, I'm not, in that little shopping mall right there where we used to frequent probably. Friar Tux? Friar Tux, yeah, when we were young. And, uh, you know, we Wait, used Friar to. Friar Tux was, wasn't there? Friar, the original Friar Tux was oh, there. Oh, before it moved to Fret Street. No? Yeah, Friar, yeah, it was right there. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Am right I wrong there. About that? It was Shanahan. Yeah, it, it was, was Shanahan's, and then it was Friar no, Tux. This was like when we were in high school, probably. You, you yeah. Wasn't there a Friar Tux on? Or there's one on? It moved. It moved from here. Or is the one in Maple? To Carrollton Canal, where Italian Pie is now. Okay, okay. And then it moved to Ferret Street. Ferret Street, that's right. There that's was right. one. It was right. on Ferret Street. Three, it moved three times, right? Yeah. Or twice. Yeah, so. Um. Yeah, that that was uh, y'all are a little younger than me, but uh, they they had a shot there, a famous shot. Was it? It was I forget the call, name of it, but they would Three lift the mat. Oh, that. They at the end of anybody, they lift bar the mat, mat up, bar mat, and pour it. And if you shot it, uh, and oh. you, if you drank a certain number. Let's just say I got a, a drink named after me. Ah. <laughs> I uh, drank uh, uh, quite a few bar mat shots and did not get so the, sick. So the Margo was basically just like the sewer, right? It was like all those leftovers. No, 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 no. They they made up another drink. Oh, another drink. drink. Okay. I, was, I um, thought you meant whenever they did that, they called it a Margo because you did it so much. No. no. But <laughs> I, it probably was a way to make fun of all the drunk kids. Right. Going in, like, who can we convince to drink a ma- beer match? Yeah, shot? it's all like right. cigarette ashes and. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Things you do to get drunk when you're in high school here in New Orleans. I just think <laughs> back at how boring my high school years were compared to everybody that lived in New Orleans that was paying attention, uh, you know? Which definitely kinda, wasn't boring in New Orleans. Never, ever. I mean, it scares got, me because I got a 13 year old son. So. I mean, imagine where the shelter one is, kind of right by where you live and uh-huh. I live. And that was like. It's called the Little Goon, huh. and we used to go out there. And if you ever seen them, it was kind of like you ever seen Days of Confused when we all go out there and just like drink and get in fights. That's yeah. what we did. We drank. We went out there and had keg beer, or bring your own beer. And everybody listened to their radio, and then uh, you know fights would st- happen. And you know, you talking about the edge of Audubon? Yeah, right by yeah. the shelter, right where you go into like to get to the uh, the golf course yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was called the Lagoon. And you used to drive out there in high school, park your car, everybody hang out, drink beer. And uh, usually it was pretty safe, and then, and some of the, you know, the uh, the other schools started find out about it. The you know the um, I guess I would say like some rival of the, schools. Yeah, some of the rival schools, some of the unwanted rival schools, and it got really bad to where you know uh, you know people were started bringing knives and guns out there, and uh, you know and they started cops started running off people then, huh. and then it kind of just you know stopped. But yeah, that was like the fun place. It was like you know literally, you know you go out there, you go hang out with your girlfriend, you know you. You know, you know, do you know, hang out and drink, and you know, little fights would start, and everybody would drive around. You didn't you drive up and down Magazine Street. You know, it was kind of a fun place to go. So yeah. that's kind of in the near where Patois is. Right. Yeah. Two and, blocks. Three blocks. And I wanted yeah. to ask you, uh, 
did the history of the building influence that location, or did that location um, just come up and y'all? No, like we, what? well, like Leon and his brother, they kind of found it, and uh, we were just kind of, you know, we were friends, and then we both knew that each other's one, each other's wanted to open up a restaurant, and we kind of they they found the place, and we kind of started talking prior to then. It was actually what it was, uh, Crew de Vue, probably what seven years ago, on Crew de Vue, so this weekend. Huh. Yeah, well, that's Poudreau weekend, and uh, we, you know, we, we knew each other, and we had some mutual friends. And like, yeah, man, let's let's go open a restaurant. And we just sat there and talked pretty much all night, huh. while you know our wives just hung out and watched the parade. And uh, you know, we eventually found the place and you know realized what it was. I mean, I'm from Metairie, you know, he he grew up in uh, by the lake, so uh, you know, we didn't really uh, know a lot about it, you know. Huh. But once we heard out the uh, um, I remember the name. Now it was Nardi's or something like that in between, wasn't it? it was, in between well, the, it was Sicil's originally, then it was Norby's. Norby's, but then it was but then Nardo's. Nardo's, Nardo's, yeah. that's it. That's the name I was trying to remember. Yeah. That's what I knew Were it as when I first moved here. And and yeah, how long is... What, the history of that building, like when were those? Were, was I that mean, like before when you were like, kids? Or Sicil's uh, were uh, was um, like the fifties. He might know. Can you? We want to keep. Can we bring him now? No. Uh, we're gonna. Plus well, one? We, we'll, oh. we'll find out who your plus one is, oh, and then maybe right, yeah, he can okay, fill okay. us in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The mystery. Mystery, mystery yes. guest. Okay. Um. <laughs> no, that's all right. But he knows. So y'all uh, brainstormed and collaborated, and how long after you? talked about it did it actually did you before you opened up the restaurant it wasn't that long so you figure we we started talking during mardi gras that year so that was like what february march and then we bought the restaurant on june 1st reason why i know that because i had a baby on may 31st so all in the same 24 hours i had a baby and bought a restaurant your first baby wow wow so yeah it was it was fun you know it was pretty interesting time and you know we spent about what a few months you know, renovating. Uh, I think we bought it. Yeah, it was May. So yeah, we opened up in September '07. Oh, so wow. how long before you saw your child? If you just opened <laughs> oh, up. Oh well, no, we we bought the place, <laughs> but we had a we had a decent sized renovation we had to do. You know, so, so you spent time with your. Family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was you know it, it took seven months. So in that meantime, I was working at like a dozen different restaurants. I literally worked at. Every restaurant, pretty much in the city. And yeah, you worked what? with Susan Spicer, didn't well, you? Well, I had worked and with Susan Spicer twelve years prior for okay. a whole year and a half. And Gerard, uh, didn't you? And, and I helped out Gerard. I helped out Ian Schnebling. I helped oh, wow. out Savvy Gourmet. I worked at the Joint Barbecue. Uh, I worked at uh, what else did I work? I taught classes at Savvy Gourmet. Um, what else did I work? When Are it you... was in the Exchange Alley. What? Well, I mean, uh, no, on Magazine no. Street. Savvy Gourmet was yeah. on the magazine. Mag- where, this uh, is all before you're like 30 or so? No, when you bought well, it while you're like 33. So before you are 33, you worked in all those well, restaurants? And you worked out in Colorado well, that, that was before no, that, like, too? After the storm, I left Lillette to help just to kind of, I knew I was going to open my own place. Right. So I was going to freelance everywhere, but I knew all the chefs in town. Uh, I had worked at, for Susan. I worked for John Harris. I would worked for and then Ian over at Irish. Used to work for John before the storm, so right. they all knew me. So I literally would go work in there, sometimes like three hours a day. I helped, um, I helped Ann Churchill at her place a couple oh. times. Um, I did a lot of different things. And they all knew me, so I didn't have to go in there with a resume or anything. They knew what I was about. I knew I was capable of doing all the all the work and what I needed to do. Now, did you grow up in a food family, or uh, it, was it yeah. something you pursued yeah, my, on your own? And... My grandmother's Sicilian, my mom's uh, Phil- Filipino and uh, and French, and so I got a little bit of French, Filipino, and Italian. 
So my grandmother cooked and my mom cooked and uh, uh, yeah. So I started working in restaurants when I was 14 in New Orleans. So I worked at Sal and Sam's as a busboy. So I got a psychology degree, but you know, I realized (laughs) when I was like always almost through college that hey, the only thing I've ever done really well was I was never good at school. Well, I was decent in school. You know, I made decent grades until I got to college. But I'm the one that had to study to get good grades. Whereas cooking and working in restaurants came naturally, you know. No, not cooking, but more so working in restaurants, you know. Oh. I always, oh, I never, you know, in 30-something years of working in restaurants, I've never burned a bridge. I've never gotten fired. I've never. Never, never been fired? Never, well, never wow. been fired. Wow. That's yeah. rare, especially in the restaurant field, right? Yeah, I mean, I've never burned a bridge in any restaurant. I can go back to Sal and Sam's and talk to them. You know, he's dead now, but, uh, you know, or anybody, the guy that owns Mr. Gears. I worked there when I was 15. He could probably tell you, you could find him. He'd tell you I was a good, you know, good employee. You know, uh, was, anyway. so did that make it an easy? Did you feel comfortable as a chef and owner of a restaurant because you had worked for so many different people and learned yeah. so much and yeah. had good relationships? And yeah, I mean, it was not just you know, just me. I, I know I knew well. My managerial skills are probably lacking, but I did work for Ralph's in the Park, so I did work for the oh. Brennan's. Group, so we were just talking about. I heard y'all yeah, talking about okay, that. Yeah. So yeah, I opened up Ralph's in the Park, oh. and I worked there for two and a half years. And um, that's one thing you learn from them, you know. I, well, I learned that you know, I'm not big on the corporate thing, but you know, it's not a big corporation. But you know, even so, you, you still have four, three or four sous chefs at a time, you know. And um, you know, but they teach you the, the managerial aspect of that, you know, how to read a P&L report, how to how to manage, you know, employees, how to. Uh, fire employees, but you know, in that situation, you always have like, you know, even though with a lot of sous chefs, you always have each of them know their jobs. Like, you know, even though I was executive sous, sous chef, my job really wasn't to, to do the the payroll, not to do the payroll, but do like the schedule and all the all the paperwork stuff. We had some guy that knew how to do all that. I was the guy to get shit done. You know, I'm the one. Hey, get it done. I'm gonna get it done. You go take care of that. Payroll. I mean, uh, you go take care of the schedule because I'm not doing that, you know. Is yeah. that uh, typical for a sous chef to take care of those things or no? Yeah, it- yeah. Like, uh, well, no, it depends. I mean, I take, you know, I do. I mean, as a small restaurant, you don't have as many, so you know, you become multitasker of everything. You know, whether it be taking out the garbage, you know, mopping the floors. Um, you know, I still do all that. Power wash. I mean, clean behind the ovens. I mean, I don't. I still do all that. You know. Uh, you know. Plunge the. Uh, the backed up drain or, you know, snake the backed up drain. You always, especially when it's your own restaurant, you tend to have to do that, a lot of that, you know. It's either that or having to pay, you know, $175 per drain to get <laughs> snaked out. <laughs> yeah, so you try to, you know, you try to you try to do that. But, you know, when it's your restaurant, you end up dealing a lot more things, you know, whether it be, whether it be babysitting or, you know, the, the employees or trying to, you know, please all your all your employees and to try to keep them in line. And, you know, cooks generally don't, they kind of work from paycheck to paycheck where they're having to get an advancement in pays and, you know, having them, they move in so they need three, you know, they need first month and last month, so you might get a little advance, you know. It's just a lot of different things, you know. It's just kind of crazy. So, Well, I think it's time for our plus one. Um, it. At Midnight Menu Plus One, we uh, we ask our special guest to bring a mystery guest each time, and we never know who that is until they arrive. And he's here. Would you like to introduce him? My uh, business business partner, not my partner, my auntie's that friend, and uh, you know, coworker, uh, co-owner, you know, of Patois. And did you say you guys met in high school then? 
Yeah, probably Lynette. I don't know when. Uh, shoot, it's kind of hard to say. Leon. Leon. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Very rare. <laughs> it's pretty. No, thank you. Like to get it right. Well, thank we you. We appreciate you coming. Oh, in. no problem. Yeah. I was just across street having a drink and wanted <laughs> <laughs> to surprise him. <laughs> So you were fishing today, and you uh, uh, I was doing go, this after fishing? I was fishing? going to duck hunt today, but I actually oh. ran out later this morning uh, to, to take care of some odds and ends. I'm going to duck hunt in the morning tomorrow. Okay. So, so you, you're not, like, fresh off a blind. It's no, not no. a boat. It's a blind, right? A duck it's blind? It's a blind, yes. Well, he's, okay. he's got a boat that is a blind. It's also a blind. Yeah, where it's the sides come up as a blind. Yeah. There's, like, a uh-uh. fake grass that comes up yeah. over Fancy. the sides. Yeah. I just saw one of those... Uh, not not that it wasn't right. that fancy, but a a boat with like grass glued on it. Like, That's kind of what it is. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. just kind of folds up. Yeah, that so. is neat. Yeah, it is neat. It's pretty cool. So you y'all are partners in Patois and Trueburger. Trueburger. Yeah. Okay. Very different kind of places, huh? What's yeah. that like? Yeah, it was just, the two. it was just one of those things like, hey, uh, you Let's know. do something that's not as much of a headache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, well, like, really, I mean, we, we knew the, the people, if you look at the building, it says Kogos Family Market. Uh, I've been uh-huh. knowing the Kogoses since kindergarten. I grew up with them. So I knew the place before there, so I knew the people that owned it. I knew the place before that, before us, was kind of closing up and having some problems. So, you know, I said, hey, man, I saw them one day. I said, hey, well, we're in, you know, we want in. You know, we've had a concept, you know, it was kind of a, you know, it was like a, to us, it was kind of a challenge, like, how much can we open this place up for? And we opened up for probably what a lot of people, you know. Spend on chairs. <laughs> spend on, yeah, spend on <laughs> literally chairs and tables. You know, I mean, there's probably places in the town that are, you know, some of the other burger places that are probably opening up for a couple million or a million. How is that possible? You did everything yourselves or you used reclaimed well, materials? No, no. We, it was already it was already, it already a restaurant. had a good bit yeah, I remember it, it. It, was, it, was, uh, yeah, it was a place for gelato. Yeah, gelato. And, uh, gelato. Some good sandwiches there, too. They had some nice, like, prosciutto. And, uh, it was um, yeah. uh, gelato. Uh, Palazzo, July. Yeah, that's some, it. That's something it. like that. Yeah, good sandwich. Enrico yeah. Palazzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had so, like yeah. a circus theme going yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a, I'm a king of buying and finding used uh, furniture and used uh, cooking uh, uh, equipment. equipment. Yeah. Right. Chairs. I, yeah, anything. chairs. We yeah. found our chairs for $12 a piece. You know, um, I found, you know, we paid all We of, even bargained all, down on those. Two. <laughs> we, we, we paid, <laughs> I think we paid all of $90 of, of $1,000 for, for um, it's funny because there's we paid a thousand dollars for how many? Like ninety, sixty chairs. Yeah. What we they were actually be the, they were the same chairs we bought at Patois. I think and we paid twelve dollars a piece for them at Trueburger. They were seventy dollars a piece at Patois, uh-huh. and we had to pay them. I was to myself at See, Patois. Yeah, and then you know, and then so we we literally had you know on our 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 build out on the construction for that place was literally twenty five thousand. Uh-huh. Open an inventory probably ten thousand. You know, and like I said, the bathrooms are already done. The guy had spent a lot of money before prior, prior to us, so yeah. we were lucky, but you know. Well, it doesn't look like y'all were cheap. No, we no, 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 I'm, no, just, no. I'm teasing you. No, I'm just no, teasing. I mean, no, it wasn't cheap. It's, it was just, you know, no. I mean, in order to really open up, I mean, you can look at restaurants that spend, yeah. I mean, if you go downtown, you know, two, three, four million, and if you start figuring out what restaurant margins operate on, I mean, yeah. it's almost impossible to really figure out how to be profitable. Yeah. At least within a, a five year span. I mean, some of these wow. places, you're like, well, I guess they're on like a 20 year plan. Or they're laundering money. I mean, you don't know. I mean, it's almost like how do you, how do you put out X amount of dollars and have any kind of return within a year and a half or two years or three years? Typically, a restaurant three and a half years. Yeah. You know, yeah. and some of these places. I mean, you know, if you look at it, you're like, oh, you spend X amount on build up. Well, that means you'd have to do nine million in sales. 
I mean, I mean no, what are you no, do? you know, not you talking know, about I mean, any restaurants, but no, like, you know, they spend a lot of money a lot on of money. a place on like Jackson and Magazine. You know, I mean, yeah. not bad mouth and they haven't even opened. But, but he spent a, he spent a lot of money on that. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, it's a hamburger. Place. Well, the bar but, uh, looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah inside, on, I love it. We did that on the yeah, we did that on we did that cheaper than Schubert probably. No way. Well, the thing is, it had it had it had the bones there already. Right. So like, I mean, the bar was the original bar. Um, you know, uh, we opened up the windows, you know, yeah. it wasn't much, and we took down a, put central a drop air. ceiling, put central air in. And, and we took the down the drop ceiling, the original ceiling was, was on beautiful, top. beautiful, so yeah. we just umbered it with some stain, and... We actually painted, well, you painted the ceiling. Well, y'all have taste. I mean, y'all have Well, his, really his brother, Pierre. My brother is really good at, at like, figuring yeah. out how to design stuff. And even, like, the even like the little hat molds. Like, Pierre's really good at finding yeah. little things to put yes, in. Yes, those it, hat molds. Aren't they cool? Yeah. I, I have a collection of hat molds, and I was excited to see that. I mean, I think <laughs> you and my brother are the only two people in this world that has a hat mold. Well, well, I don't hat mold you. You've seen it in Patois, that little opening that separates the downstairs from the upstairs. Yeah. And there's those three little molds on like little, they look a little stands, like about this size. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what it's called. The that's story called a hat mold. with them okay. is they used to cure felt right. on these hat molds. Huh. So that's where the term mad as a hatter came right. from. Oh, uh, because there's mercury in it and Mer- all that. Yeah. 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 Mercury uh, poisoning gets you gets you crazy eventually, yeah. Or if you make hats yeah. in general. And they're right. beautiful they're sculptural. <laughs> we had we had um and then one of um Gretchen Howard, very little She's awesome, an artist. Yeah. Awesome artist. She's awesome. Wayon's wife teaches at McGee and teaches her kids and sometimes would babysit for her kids. So she would come in there, she picked it the color and uh we Super basically helpful. me, Pierre, Leon, uh and, and Gretchen, we went in there, she'd figure out the paint. And then I, I went in behind after they painted it and sanded Sand all the ball. antique. Yeah. And she, we came back with the umber and just did that. So we did the majority of that right. um, all by ourselves. Pierre yeah. found those doors that were... Uh, yeah, those big doors. Original doors that were from France and the yeah. original Cremons. The, the and they're painted ass, though. Yeah. This is... You yeah, can, you're okay. You, you're, oh, okay. You're well, all right. Now that I know that, you <laughs> might have made a bad decision. Yeah. No, this is the internet. This is the internet. Steve and Watson on. It can't be, can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably sitting in the same spot he sat. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, like the doors he found were uh, beautiful doors because the original door was a classic seven and a half foot bullshit do- door. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just a piece of garbage. And uh, this one he found was the original one from France with the original Cremons. It's like 200 years old. And they're heavy, yeah. and uh, but they're beautiful. And the, the, the funny thing about it is, is when we picked out the blue, the doors, that's the original paint on the doors. Maybe right. not from 200 years ago, but from maybe about 70, 80 yeah. years ago. So the blue was pretty much identical. We, yeah, to the blue we painted the, blue, the bar. Yeah, so. The bar was already there, so we did nothing with the bar. And if you look at the bar top, that copper, that is originally from um, from the original bar. Yeah. Um, basically, in that mirror where the... Um, some of those mirrors in there. Um, the chalk from, mirror when you walk the in. The chalk part when you walk in. That used to be all be one mirror. Um, it came from Jack's Brewery. When you bought uh. their beer back in the day, they had a you know, carpentry division. They would build your bar. They would build your mirrors, mirrors and all that bar. stuff. We have another Art Deco mirror upstairs that they had built. Huh. And the coppers from them also. What's wow. upstairs? Is there it's a apartment. apartment. Oh, okay. It used to be a bookie operation. The old man, Norby. We had some so many stories about how yeah. they used to run that place downstairs. They would run it, you know, it was a stinky old old man bar. Right. The wives used to drop the husbands off before the games on Sunday. They go to <laughs> church, they come back, and they'd all start drinking. And uh, they had a bookie operation upstairs. And at the end of the day, um, the neighbors would call each other and say, "Yeah, the last game was over. Hey, uh, get your cars off the street because uh, these, these old men would just come down the street like a uh, pinball and just." 
You know, my car is on the way. You know, you know, it's it's the truth. Of, you know, that's what basically happened. One of the one of the gentlemen, a friend of ours, uh, Eskew, he's an architect. He owns three houses around there, and he actually told us that. Right. We had a lot of other people walk in before. It was Norby's. It was uh, it was um, Sichel's, and we had we had, had the a, original family that. Uh, yeah. In fact, I had a one of our one of our guys that works with us was like, "Hey, you got to come see this guy. He uh, he said he used to live here, or something or." So I went out and saw him, and yeah, he was uh, he moved when he was probably nine years old, and this gentleman was pretty much up in age, so it was probably in the 40s, and he said, are those bottle caps still in the back? And I was like, yeah, he's like, me and my sister put those there, so it was pretty cool. And we were, one one day we were sitting there when, um, well, actually, when we had, basically we had a faux, like, um, co- um, what is it, stone siding. Oh, cake stone it, siding, yeah. yeah. That we li- we're going to leave that there, and it was basically nailed into the wood, in- wood siding. And we started cutting those 8 by 4 uh, glass out. You could basically, it was so much weight, you could shake it. Shake so we it. went, screw it, we got we to reframe this all. So we had it down, and, and I remember one guy came by yeah. one day, he's like, my grandfather died right there right at the there. bar. Right there, because they used to be able to go, when we cut it down, there was a door, and there was a yeah. go door, and yeah. they had to yeah. sign right it. Right there. Know, red beans and rice, you know, dollar fifty. Didn't they spell something wrong with yeah, it? They, they spelled red wrong, I think. Something. That's a tough one. Yeah, it was something, something ridiculous. And, but yeah, he but said his grandfather like used to sit in the chair. It was like a little to-go window, and his grandfather was sitting in the chair. Until he died oh, wow. right there. That's why everyone's kind of creeped out when you leave late at uh, night. Yeah, I've heard Especially some crazy so, stuff. Man. Yeah, you know what, though? The houses in the, in the city, though, anything below the river, somebody's died oh, in every right. house we heard, there. We heard. I had a woman who died in my house, too. We've had Did you ever have any, yeah, you Not ever had any yeah. ghost or freaky? Uh, I would bring my dog there at night. If I had to go pass by, I'd bring my dog. And I know I'm spooky. I know what he's been at, because I'll drive by, because he'll run a corner. I'll leave the lights are on. <laughs> One time we have this little upstairs that goes to the upstairs part in the kitchen, and there's a door right there, and there's nothing up there I knew, but my dog just sat down just looking up and barking and barking at him. I'm like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> so the, I didn't even see the lights off. I grabbed my keys and said, come on, get out. Let's go. I just left everything on, and I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, I've always been spooky, and even as a kid, I used to pay my sister to walk me up the stairs at night when it was dark. I was so scared of the dark, you know. Huh. Well, I was at Ralph's on the Park on Saturday, and we heard someone call out from upstairs and uh, I saw like the night manager or what I don't know a guy he kind of was like was that you and then the bartender was like no it's not me was it you and we I kind of got a I got uh, a little freaked out when they, it would, was, when they were building that place they were digging I think they were digging the grease trap they were about 12 feet down they found old plates from like the Civil War they were supposed to frame them and put them somewhere in the rush only they were there yeah because the Allard Plantation yeah, was Allard right Plantation, there yeah. wow. from the early 1700s one of the yeah, earliest ones yeah. it was all city park that basically the lake and he always freaks me out he'll be sitting in the kitchen like you just walk behind me. I'm like, you no, so sometimes, <laughs> no, I really think that sometimes I'm like sitting there and I feel like someone walked behind me. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like, I'm like, he does it about once a month. I'm like, like, no, I'm like, somebody just walked behind me. <laughs> like, once all right, you got to document well, these, write it up in a page or two and put it up somewhere yeah, because right. then you yeah. get added to the tours, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Correct. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll get tourists coming We're just for that. Ghost yeah. tours of Sweden yeah. all the way up town. Oh yeah, yeah. Muriel's got Muriel's gets a couple Correct. dozen people every night for people Correct. to see for ghosts. Yeah. You get somebody to give a tour for them. Yeah. It'd be funny. That'd but be, it's, it's, a, it's a cool little area. It's a cool little neighborhood. We found out some other like in the neighborhood there was also a boxing gym bar. You know yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, the whole thing was, I mean, you know, down by where the park is, it's Expedition Boulevard. That's where the the World's Fair of World's 1912. Fair. Right, right. The first the, field in Louisiana. The beach was right there. Supposedly we had the beach down, the sh- down yeah. further, but the one right there was like undesirables. Right. You know, it was like all kind of like the uh, 
I guess the kinky beach, you know, and then they had the beach it's further down. It's the kind of beach I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one further down, the, the one beach. further down, I guess the river was yeah. more of the, you know, the upscale beach. But I'm that's going to the kinky beach. I didn't realize that that was like the Exposition Boulevard. Was, that's why they called it that. It was right. Exposition. That's where they had the, the World's Fair, like 1912 or yeah. somewhere. Yeah, no, it was 1880s, I think. And they Maybe, brought, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chester Arthur came to it, Correct. U.S. Yeah. president. Right. It, was, it had the largest um, wooden building building in the United States at one point in the park right there. It's, there's nothing left of it. They you tore know, it all down. You know, yeah, history about New Orleans. He's like the same. He's yeah, like, but I'm a nerd. They read his stuff all the time. Y'all have a lot in common. Y'all like history and y'all like Elvis. Kinky Elba. Beaches. And, and El- <laughs> El- 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 we'll talk later. Elvis. He didn't say anything about Kinky Beaches. He's a big Elvis fan. Elvis, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you an Elvis fan? That was me. Yeah. I like, I'm into yeah. the Kinky okay. Beaches. Elvis He's the Kinky Beaches. That's awesome. He's a musician on the side, too, though. Oh, nice. That's what he kind of said. But he's a big Elvis fan. I know you're a big Elvis fan. Yeah. kidding me? I've seen him at weddings sing Elvis. Friend of ours' wedding, and I got up there, you know, and three hundred people. Three hundred people. Jesus, look at this one here. There's a picture people. of me in a, in a jumpsuit right over there. Yeah, be, uh, the three guys right there. Yeah. You're an Elvi? So you know you're Jacques, an Elvi? No, no. You're oh, Jacques, Jacques, Jacques Cousin? Cousin. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, oh, I was wow. going to ask yeah, you. He's a clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a He's got a uh, motorcycle place, too. Jacques is yeah. an Elvi? Yeah. Yeah, no is. way. Yeah. Wait you know, a minute. You know I grew up with Jacques, and I was going to ask y'all. It's his cousin. I like you. His cousin. And I was like, I never met you. I, I never met you growing up. You grew up with Jacques or his sisters? Jacques. Jacques, really? Yeah. And he said nice things about y'all. I was hoping to get... He probably did not say nice things about you. He'll come in there in the restaurant and be like, hey, Aaron, where's that onion mom? Where those jalapeno poppers? So <laughs> he actually one day, made him an onion mom. So one day we took a shallot and we cut it like 50, <laughs> 50 ways with a really sharp knife. We, we fried it like an onion mom. It was like a little shallot. <laughs> we, we put it on the table in front of him. He was like, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> this is kind of cool. So Jacques. Yeah, yeah cool. and I had the uh, pleasure of knowing too, Mr. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, Charles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, his dad. Oh, no, his, Mr. Tuesday. Yeah, not, yeah. He, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Charlie. Also Charlie. Yeah, yeah Charlie. Room. When you yeah. said Charles, I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, Char- yeah. yeah. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, great, great man. Oh, and you uh, me? so, how is your father brothers or no, my cousins fa- or? My what? father was an only child, and when my dad, when when my parents, my, his grandparents came from France here, uh, Jacques, uh, Charles, his dad, my, was basically raised with my dad because they basically was raised with. My parents, because they were three of them. It was Charles. Uh, he had also other brothers, but his, him and his brothers were basically raised with my father because my dad was the only child. So I always thought he was my, I thought we thought Jacques was my first cousin, you know? So, yeah. So, and Mr. Tuesday, and I don't know uh, the history, but Mr. Tuesday was at the racetrack. Yeah. He owned the tax yeah. shop the at the track. Shop. Yeah. And uh, just, just the most phenomenal guy ever. Yeah. Uh, his dad was awesome. Well, your dad's awesome. Your dad's like yeah. a... I think he's a history buff. I mean, he'll he'll have you. He's, That's he, where you get he your He taught uh, Susan Spicer interest. French. Yeah. His dad. Yeah. So whenever him and wow. Susan get together, they talk French. It's and where Bayona is was one of my uncle's restaurants. It used to be Chez Pierre in the uh, 60s through 80s. Wow. Yeah. So you grew up around food. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. father owned well. the Vucare restaurant on the corner yeah. of Bourbon and where the Urban Cowboy is now. Yeah. Oh. They still have the building. And my grandfather oh. gave Owen Brennan a start in 1956. Yeah, cool history. Really cool. Ah, somebody written any of this down? Somebody yeah. written this down? Yeah, you gotta... well, my grandfather just passed away, what, two years ago? He was 105. 105, was wow. driving at 100, didn't speak really anything but pretty much English. And uh, so but he was, he ate lunch at Patois the Friday yeah. before he passed away. You go in that corner when you walk in, 
closest to the bathroom. There's a picture of him right there. Well, it was his 100-year uh, birthday. birthday half of it's uh, of him in the kitchen in Galatoire's back in the 20s. Huh. And the other half is um, his passport, his passport yeah. from 1912. Yeah, or 1912. he came here, in, he came yeah. here like 20-something years old. When he was 20, yeah. And he yeah. used to sleep in the back of Galatoire's. On a straw cat. And worked, yeah. what, like probably 18 three, hours a day. He was 22. He yeah, made three shifts. Yeah. They were open breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Back when the French code was all French. All French, yeah. 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 Spoke French, yeah. All the Is somebody French. writing a memoir? They I did, mean, they about you? Yeah. Before we he passed it. away, uh, we this not, they, like, we were supposed to, uh, like, David Goosh and the guys, Galatoire, this my, my cousins also, and they were huh. like, uh, you know, we want to take some of this stuff down, you know. So, like, all right, so we're going to bring a stenographer. We show up at the house, and this is probably maybe two years before he passed away, where they show up with, like, cameras and the fucking giant umbrellas. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, like, like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what is he was really confused. Y'all thought was, somebody with just a little like, tape recorder. Okay, so what's, what's the deal, right? Yeah. Because it was weird. I mean, he really he came here on a he came here at uh, he, on a ship yeah. powered by sail and steam. <laughs> and his sponsors were his uncles. It was uh, Justin Gabriel and Leon Galatoire, which is sponsors, because his exactly. mother was Madeline Galatoire, the yeah. sister of the founder of Galatoires, and the founder of Galatoires never had any sons, so it was always his nephews that came to work. Huh. Yeah, great story. But he so, gave a bunch of the uh, gal- uh, the memoirs out. Yeah, I got a copy. Uh, yeah, you know, everyone copies it. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a good little read. It's, yeah. it's in, very interesting. Really wow. I'm sure he sent one to the that. Southern Food oh, yeah. and Beverage Museum. They probably I mean, got a he, copy he's too. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's seen so much history. It's like amazing. Huh. And I talked to him, and you know, like in fact, the last time he went to France, I feel bad, but he, yeah, yeah. him and my dad went back, and uh, he went. Uh, one of his best man was a, a, a Frenchman by the name of Maurice Sacristier, and uh, he was a waiter at Galatoire's. And this is going, going back to the 40s and 50s. And this guy made so much coin being a waiter. He only had call parties, and he had he got investment bankers. And well, he died with half a million in cash in the bank, and God knows how many hundreds of thousands in, in stocks, because that was his tips, you know. And he was he was a, a waiter. Well, he went to go see like uh, his you know it was his best man his way. He went to go see him in France, and this was in 90, uh, 90 I don't know, 99. And he went to go see him, and he went to go see him. We ended up going to his funeral because he died on the way there. Wow. But the thing is, is, he was 100, I mean, he died at 105, and he would always, you know, tell my dad in French, he's like, well, you know, I mean, you know, all my friends are dead. My dad's like, really? Are you 105? <laughs> and you're a good 105. I mean, he was, mm. I mean, this guy wasn't like, like, he'd come I mean. He'd come in the restaurant, have a little beret on. He yeah. only drank French wine. Yeah, two he, glasses he, of Dubonnet, two glasses of wine. Every he, day. He every day. Drink. Every day, sick or not, everything with yeah. butter. I mean, and, and this guy just like dip it in like pork fat. I mean, yeah, bacon fat. Bacon, I mean, fries, bread, and bacon. Oh, fat. Yeah, I mean, I mean well, that, well, that, well, that woman in France that was the oldest woman in Europe for a yeah. while. She was like 119. She oh. smoked every day, drank yeah. every day. You know, they have these reverse mortgages in France yeah. where what you can you can start know. paying somebody, but then you inherit their house if they don't have children. Right. And so this guy, when she was in her 50s or 60s, something like that, this young guy did that with her, and she outlived him by like 20 years. So she, <laughs> <laughs> he never got the house. She just got money from her, you know, last 50 oh, years of her life. I really think it was all, my grandmother was French and she lived a long time too and uh, we grew up going to Galatoire's and yeah. I cried when our when our waiter died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I thought when I was little I thought he was family, you know, like he really <laughs> yeah, we we always felt so welcomed and um, every special occasion was spent there. But um, I think it's because they didn't have preservatives in the food. My grandmother uh. ate and she took yeah. her gin like it was medicine, you I'm know, like you. took yeah. her. I don't know what it is. Elixir I mean, every day. Gin's, and, gin's but kind I think of preservative, though. Butter and <laughs> yeah. all these things. I just think everything was so natural right, that it's right, not right, a problem. Yeah. I agree. It was. I mean, it was. 
I had an aunt who drank her gin from a tumbler straight up, and she lived longer than any of her seven siblings, you know? She lived in her 90s. Maybe it's gin. Maybe that's the key. Yeah. I think you just, Juniper berries. You need to pickle yeah. yourself with alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much Orange easy. peel and juniper well, berries. Well, I'm going to stick with that. I like that. You see, yeah. you yeah. can rationalize bad, bad yeah, habits. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> well, um, speaking of bad habits, we have a book of questions here. Y'all are kind of young, but... Yeah, I think he grew up in the 80s. Kind of young? Okay. Kind of young. Well, I don't know. You, He's 40. You graduate. Really? I don't know. <laughs> Thank I thought you, you graduated. <laughs> Thank you. The, okay. Well, we <laughs> have this book out there. here. We ask you uh, to pick a number between 1 and 217, and we ask you a cheesy or exciting question from awesome. this uh, yeah. book of questions. Okay. New York Times bestseller in 1983. In, in 1983, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, uh, That's interesting. What, uh, let, Aaron, let's you hear, what's your favorite number? 20. 20. 20. That's a new one. All right. <laughs> if you knew of a way to use your estate following your death to greatly benefit humanity, mm. would you do it or leave only a minimal amount to your family? <laughs> oh, God. It's <laughs> kind of a, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I come in going through that all right now, you know. It's like, you know, I'd give it all to my family. All your family. Yeah, so no. I'm going to go through that right screw now. Screw humanity. <sighs> so the answer is screw humanity. Give it to your family. Well, you know, oh, yeah. my, my dad told me right before he died a year, a month ago, and he said, "Yeah, you know, I don't know too many people that I don't see. I don't know anybody that just give all their what they have to their their son and daughter and just that." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, thanks." You know, he's like, "Just don't spin it all." <laughs> stuff. You know, my sister, especially you. <laughs> so, is your dad that said this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he passed away recently, huh? Yeah. 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 Sorry yeah. to hear yeah, that. Sorry to hear about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, but yeah, exactly. I mean, I know, so I know, you know. I mean, that's so the state was that big. No, I mean, yeah, it was split oh. between me and my sister. Oh, but, okay. You know, to better humanity, I don't know. I mean, my my father loved us so much. I mean, you know, it was I couldn't imagine, you know, him doing anything else besides that. You know, he's, he he helped everybody. You know, if you went to my dad's funeral, my, um, everybody, you know, he, a lot of people just came out of the woodwork. My, my mom's family, who a lot of people he didn't care for. They'd be like, I saw one of my, my uh, cousins in, the, in, the, in Target one day, like two months before he died. And she's like, I never told you this, Aaron. Your dad gave me tons, like he paid my bills for a whole month. Wow. You know, out of the blue, you know, and, you know. And, awesome guy. Yeah. And, awesome and, guy. Yeah, my, and he's only known him for five years, but, you know, my my dad, even though you know he, he helped whoever he could, you know even though he probably wasn't as fond he wasn't that fond of my mom's family when they were married and been divorced forever. But you know, my they mom, stayed friends. You said oh right? yeah, yeah, my yeah. mom my mom was there helping me clean this place out today, you know yeah. and um, you know and my mom got up and spoke in the funeral and everything and, and sang a song. About That's best wonderful. Friends. It about says best a lot. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends says a lot. Yeah, yeah. Best friends. You know, my mom's wow. remarried and my stepdad's. I'm so blessed, you know, and my stepdad's awesome, and, you know, we'd go out to dinner, it'd be my, my mom, my stepdad, my dad, yeah. and my sister, you know, we'd go out for birthdays, you know, and, and my dad, when I graduated LSU, you know, my dad gave a toast to my stepdad, you know, but my dad always lived, you know, two miles away, he's like, you know, Marvin, I want to thank you for taking care of my kids, you know, even though I was there, but, you know, just looking out. A very That's awesome so situation. So, yeah, I was very wonderful. lucky yeah. and blessed yeah. to have that situation, because most people don't. You know, even though, you know, my mom, my dad didn't <coughs> honorably leave, you know, they left on, most people consider bad terms nowadays, you know, my dad wasn't the most faithful person in the world, I mean, you know, now you look at it, but they were just two opposite people who realized they couldn't live together, you know, but did it and loved each other and were still friends after the fact, you know. It's so, amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was. 
Yeah, so. Will you, uh, before we get to his, his question of embarrassment from the book, I, I, I heard uh, your dad used to uh, do funny, wild things, like showed up at the restaurant. <laughs> I don't want, I don't, like, what? The horse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I didn't want. <laughs> so my dad, what, so my dad What's that was, story? My dad's love for horses came about, what, uh, it was before the storm, so probably like 15 years ago, maybe. And so later tell, in life you got into oh, horses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So okay. he had a buddy of his that loved horses. He got into it, bought a horse, had two horses, you know. Um, he bought the stables to the guy he was partners with. Uh, needed some cash. They had a falling out, so my dad ended up buying him out. I still have the stables. Now I have a horse stables. I don't need to get it. Now I have 50 horses, but you know the, we have a guy that runs it. But I gave the... Um, well, you own 50 horses? Well, I don't own those horses, but I own the stables. That oh. houses 50 horses. I actually technically own one horse and um, you know, a horse truck, basically. I gave it to the, my dad's um, good buddy that kind of took care of him in his last days and kind of took care of his horse. My dad had a defibrillator before he died, and the only time he'd get shocked was he got on a horse. So he kind of had to give it up. So, wait, 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 the only time it would go off is when he was on the horse? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, it only went off like two or three times. But, but um, yeah, he had to give it up because basically he loved the horses. But, so wait, my dad, what does that do to you? Do you like, can you it still shocked, ride the horse? It'll shock you. No, no. yeah, 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 shock. Why are you getting shocked yeah, yeah. if you fall off the horse? Well, it'll shock right? you like, it shocks you like one quick time, not like, not like a bunch of times. <laughs> I know, but I mean, does that rattle you a little bit? I mean, you're, yeah, you're high my dad was pretty tough. My dad lived with pain, so it was like, yeah, I, don't, I wasn't with him when it happened, but, you know, he, he, he had to give it up. And it's so not like a car. Him. Like, that happens to you when you drive and you pull to the side and, like, park or right. whatever. And You're on a no, horse. Where are you going to stop? Can you stop in the middle of wherever you I are? I don't know. How, I don't know how they said it. It feels like he asked the guy. I remember I was with him and he, when he first got it put in. He's like, "What does it feel like?" He's like, "It feels like getting kicked by a horse." And he's like, "That's <laughs> kind of funny, you know." And that's what he said. It feels like you're getting kicked by a horse. I mean, it's like boom. I mean, like it feels like somebody punches you in the chest as hard as they can. But anyway, that's you know. He, so he is in. He was passionate about horses right. late in life, and then was this. Before, right when you opened up the restaurant, or no, is no, it no, recently? No, no, no. He had known about it for uh, since I no. He got the stables when I was just getting out of college. So probably my oh, okay. sophomore okay. year in college. I, I graduated college. He had I'd go out there, and it's uh, probably one of the reasons I don't like it. They'd have me like mucking stalls and uh, pulling. Oh. They'd have always have those old wood. They'd recycle. They'd pull, I'd be pulling nails out. You know, I'm like fresh out of college, you know. I'm like you don't want to be shoveling like, horse shit. You know, back then I wasn't, I wasn't working nails. yet. I wasn't working yet because I'm still going to culinary school for the next six months from then. And I was like, you know, that's all I did was really drink. I mean, what do you do in New Orleans when you're, you know, out of high school and nothing to do? You drink. So you know, go to hang over like pulling nails out. You know, we had a lot of fun. But I'd ride back then, you know. And uh, so yeah, he always told me he's like, if I know, if I knew now, you know, if I knew then what I know now. I would have never had kids. I would have just had horses. I'm like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thanks, so, Dad. wait, so, no, what's the story about the restaurant? With the, about oh, the so, so, oh, yeah. so my right. dad would always need help. Like, back, you know, this is this was only, like, three years ago, maybe. Yeah, like, three years ago. Yeah, so yeah. the joke was he'd come in. My dad loved to eat. He loved to eat. My dad would get up in the middle of the night cooking three eggs. So he'd always want, you know, he'd always want come in and like, I want three eggs, I want sausage, I want bacon, I want biscuit, I want hash browns. Nothing on your so menu. Like, I was like, look, you fat ass. I'm not cooking you three eggs. I'm cooking two eggs. So he'd go behind my back and ask Leon, Leon, give me that other egg. He's like, yeah, give me that other egg. I'm like, whatever. So one day they came over there, and they wasn't eating, they just came and ride, because they, sometimes they would, they would park over there by Baldwin Park, and they'd saddle up there. They'd saddle up there. Him and his buddy, Harry, 
great guy, man. Just, I mean, he, he's still, this guy Harry took care of my dad. I mean, me and him just talk every day still to this day. I mean, it was only been a month, but, you know, he's, he's like my, you know, we're awesome friends now. And he took care of my dad until his last days and did everything. Brought the horse to the funeral. Had the horse. Oh, outside. he brought the horse to the funeral. Yeah, yeah. at oh, Lake Lawn Cemetery. Wow. So I mean, I have a picture uh, in my pocket of the you know the horse right in front of the mausoleum where he is, you know, and kind of looking into the into where they you know they put the coffin. Wait, the horse too. is looking into the mausoleum. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you when we finish. But yeah, it's a great <laughs> picture. And my wow. son's on top of the horse. But um, what? yeah, he just you know he loved he loved everything about it and you know the horse. Oh, so anyway, so so yeah, so he would have to get he would have to you know need a little step up to get. On the horse, in his later in his later days, when yeah, he first yeah. had the stables, he didn't get up like a normal person. My dad used to was famous. He used to ride with like a uh, new shirt and a and a vest on with shorts <laughs> and suit socks pulled like up. Past Charlton the boots, Heston in the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Pulled up past. He had shorts with suit socks pulled up past the boots and boots on, and I was sitting in his mouth and a hat on. So he had a hat. A vest? Leather vest with no what shirt kind of on, shorts again? like jean shorts, you know, like old man <laughs> jean, jean shorts, you know, with <laughs> suit socks pulled up past the boots with boots on. That's okay, how my so dad he was tired. styling. Yeah, so he'd go on trail rides all the time. But, you know, back then he could get on the horse like a normal web. When he started getting older and he had sciatic, uh, sciatic and all that stuff, yeah. you know, he would have to, you know, he had a um, step on the back of his truck that he had to get on. So at this point in time, three years ago, he, once he got on the horse, he couldn't get off. Right. So, they came, so they basically came over to the restaurant from Alderman Park, him and Harry, on the horses, and uh, they say hi. And the uh, horse takes a dump right in front of the Sunday <laughs> right door, Sunday horse. brunch. Right oh, in front of the door. That's appetizing. Like, but, like, right during Sunday brunch. So, like, here I am, the chef, full restaurant. Everybody's looking outside at this horse, two horses. And I'm like, I'm outside. I have to go outside and clean it up, you know? <laughs> Spatula, was that enough? Yeah, I, I, had, shovel, I, had right? shovel, I had a shovel in the back. So I'm like cleaning up in the front, you know, and uh, I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I was like, and he's like walking off behind, looking behind me, laughing, like, ah, I have fun with that. So, and he would always come by, and we'd always, you know, I'd bring him extra biscuits, whatever he had left over. So, like, like look, hey, and I called him, and I knew he'd be back over at, the, you know, taking a saddle off. It takes a little while, you know, to prep a horse. It takes probably 45 minutes to take all this stuff off, another yeah. 45 minutes. So I knew he'd be riding back over to Alderman Park and taking all the stuff off the horse. So I said, look, when you finish up, you know, we were getting ready to end brunch. They come over, and I got some food for you, you know. So I took some of <laughs> that horse stuff. And I, horse dog, shit. and I horse shit and I put it in a to-go box and I put three eggs over the top of it. <laughs> and I put all the other stuff around and I, I said, you'll come guy and get it. <laughs> came by and got it and he got home. And he, yeah. he brought it all the yeah, way home. And what, oh, I think he might have dug gosh. into it then. I can't remember. I think he might have dug into it. Like, you know, he, he couldn't wait. So I think he kind of opened it up. And but I'd already walked back in. So he <laughs> But that's it. That was funny. Wow. It was a big joke. Oh, that my was the goodness. longest answer we've ever had to a book of <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that it's is all the good. best. But, uh, you know, Thank it's you. also the best. If that probably wouldn't had. happen, I, I probably would have said, you know, give some to you, man, and give some to both. But just what I went through recently, you know, there's, if you gave all your life, which, you know, I consider myself a pretty decent guy, you know, I guess there's other ways to give and give pride of your death and whatever else you can you know, whatever. Will but, you give with a restaurant, with y'all's oh, restaurant? Yeah, you're yeah. giving to yeah, people, give, and that yeah, that's yeah. important. Well, and then so, we, try to, we try to give as much. You know, we get a lot of calls for any restaurant. Gets a lot of calls for benefits, and 
you know, cancer things and, you know, um, Steve Gleason or, yeah. you know, or cancer or any kind of any like kind of benefits. Thing we're using. I mean, there's know. a couple of, we're like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. can't, I mean, it's a business, it's but a business. I just mean right, no. people I dining know. there, like Galatoire's, oh, I yeah. think Patois, no. it's, a, it's a neighborhood it place, but it's known more than, it's not just a no, neighborhood I think, I think restaurant. I think there has been phenomenal, honestly, in the period of, I mean, even at a third year mark, I think what we've accomplished there has been oh, yeah. nothing short of amazing. Yeah. And I'm not bragging on what we've done there, but I think we've done a great job of the environment. And yeah. I mean, everybody. We've had really little turnover. No. I yeah. mean, we have, you know, we have a front. Of, we have waiters that know and and care so much about food, his food, and and what's going on there, and wine, and we have a bunch of great people that honestly care. We honestly have a bunch of people, and he knows that I'm. Crazy mother. When, when it comes to worrying about, like you know, these people wouldn't, they, they wouldn't steal. I could give them a million dollars in sequential bills, and you get it back the same way. We, we had a we had a manager that that screwed us when we first opened up, and he he stole for us for six months. He would like, you know, give gifts if it gets away, and like uh, Mark him redeemed and take the cash, put him in take his pocket. Take the cash back. Yeah. So he was so paranoid about it, he was digging in his trash. Telling, after two months, he's working. I was going through his trash every yeah. every morning. He lived upstairs. He lived upstairs from. So he get up early in the morning. You're the guy one. You're the guy one to be. He'd be like. <laughs> In the trash, going through all his trash and stuff, and yep, yeah, he was. I'll catch you. He used to work in Bourbon. <laughs> he used to work in Bourbon Street, dealing with that deal. So he, he knows every trick in the book, you know. And you know, so we kind of, you know, and he fess up when you when you. No, he left. No, we had, we actually we and him were he, sitting downstairs. And we like couldn't come down and talk to us, and we heard him walking around. And then he left. Yeah, he left, and, oh, and you, he you quit. Know, you him he to talk to well, you. He, no, he, talk quit to via, he quit via um, text. text message. And he probably stayed another month in town, and and we knew everybody. We know everybody in town at every restaurant. We knew he somebody. Job. He, he, yeah, he, job, he moved out. It just didn't work out for him. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we never like you know we never. He moved. We he never. Moved. We never said he anything moved. bad about no, him. Never him. No, no, never saw him again. So look, no. Yeah, he anyway. went no. Down <laughs> deep down. So your question. Six feet under. I took him fishing. <laughs> Chum. Yeah. Down there, you know. Gun. All right. Okay. What, what, what does this go up to? Two seventeen. Uh, let's go with two fourteen. Two fourteen. I think that's a new one too, folks. All right. What important decisions in your professional life have been based largely upon your intuitive feelings? What about in your personal life? Should I wear a condom with that stripper? <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> rational no, wait, about no, that. No, no. That was all intuitive. No, Can you repeat the question? I just wanted to say that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what important decision in your professional life? have been based largely upon your intuitive feelings and what about in your personal life? So I guess it's asking for feelings rather than rationality. Uh, uh, intuitive gut. feelings. Uh, honestly, this is going to sound totally fucking dorky, but with him. Mm. Just went with your gut. Uh, with uh, crew to view. I mean, I knew Aaron. I knew where he cooked. And I'd spent a few years uh, squiring about town mm-hmm. and courting some other people. I'd sw- I wanted to do a restaurant. And I, I'd been in a restaurant business my whole life from uh, working in the kitchens, front of house, and then ownership side for my father. And I wanted, you know, I, I got sick of, like, the, the bullshit restaurant. You know, oh, I'm going to be this and that. So me and him were hanging out there. And I literally, it was a matter, like, I knew he was getting ready to have a Noah, his first boy. And we were sitting outside of Checkpoint Charlie's. And... Right. We were like, hey, let's do a restaurant. We went and had a yeah. drink at Chicken Trump. Like, yeah, I want to do it. I'm like, all right. And there was no there was no hesitation. There was no nothing. There yeah. was we were just gonna fucking we're gonna fucking do it. And that's it. Boom, 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 boom. That was it. And, and we, that that's 
Yeah. I mean, that was it. There was no. And you said that was like the spring of 06 or something? No, uh, it was February. It was Mardi Gras of, of It was a night of crew to view. It was Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras of 06. Uh, 06. Yeah. yeah. So and just a few months after yeah, Katrina. Yeah. Katrina. Yeah. yeah. And, and then just, within a year, you had the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. No, there, was no, there was no hesitation. And he was like, we're going to do it. And we, we hadn't, uh, honestly, we, we, we did it fairly quickly. We were going on 06. Yeah. 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 So we bought it that June. Yeah. And, and we opened it up September. that September. It was it was February, it was Mardi Gras of seven. Oh seven. Oh, seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. So less than a year. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah. And then was, like and like you know we talked to her, we have a we have a um, accountant you know and she's like ever get a partner he's like you and Leon are exceptions to the rule you know. Yeah. No. We work well together. Like, I mean, like, we, we really do. We, we, used to, we had arguments like in the beginning yeah. like. Damn, quick sitting people, you know. We're yeah. done, man. There's too many people, you know. Like, you know, we, he'd settle me down, you know, because I was like, I was hothead. And now, like, you know, I was hothead till about two years ago, you know. And they made, be- they made <laughs> wow, bets. what changed you? They made bets and, like, hey, if you can go all Lent without yelling, right. what would happen? All like, Lent? It was, uh, I was going to go all Lent without drinking. Which well, you I've did, done. Do, which you do all the time. He, you know. And but uh, yelling, it was a bet. And they were like, Burger, I was like, I fucking yell. And then one time he just yelled, he's like, You fucking. He's like, No, I wasn't yelling. I was like, Raising my but like, no, I had to do. I had to do something if I didn't yell. And then they, they said I yelled, but I was like, What you, you had, you had to pay? You had to pay like X amount so, of dollars. Yeah, well, yeah. But I, I've been good. I, I don't know. I don't know if something's kind of calmed me down. No, it's, it's just, it's, you know what it is? It's a hard fucking business. It's, it's, and honestly, we get along fine. I mean, but you realize you got to realize the thing too is you can't please everybody all the time. Fuck no. That's the hardest thing to realize. As a restaurant, as a chef, you yeah. can't always can't please, please everybody. everybody all the time. You can't. You know, there's always going to be somebody that's going to bitch and hate what you do and not like you. And we've had people come in there and say, you know, we hate your place and I don't care what you do. And I'm well, like, yeah, you know, go ahead. Uh, bye. Yeah, yeah, we've had some guy recently and that, that got me so livid. I, almost, I, came in the, I came back in the kitchen and said, get that guy out of here. I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> and this guy was very well educated. Right. Dartmouth. Harvard grad. He works for a very, very popular. Um, was it nonprofit? Is that nonprofit? Yeah, it's a, yeah, I guess a nonprofit. Yeah, nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. And uh, nice came in and said, decision. "My wife is your public enemy number one. The right. reason why I'm blah, here blah, she's blah, out blah. of town." And I said, "Dude, get this guy out of here." And you went and talked to him. And I tried to divert the attention. I was like, "I wouldn't go talk to this I've guy because I just spoke I've to him." Had, was he mad about? He was just, just mad. Just mad. I mean, I don't, he's, he's mad up from here, and he just he, he just wanted he, to This guy it. belittled something I did. He brought up something to my attention mm-hmm. that I might have agreed with. I said, you know what? Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Might have, meaning, yeah. fuck no. He was wrong. Yeah. But I said, <laughs> all right, thank you so much. And I shook his hand, said, thank you for your information. Said, I, I will pass this on to my partner and chef, Aaron, I hate, I hate and we'll your talk. your restaurant. Whenever people come in town, it's been bad to us. I said, hell no. Yeah. The only reason why I'm here is my wife's out of town. And I'm like, why did he come then if he hated it? He sat at the bar and I said, sir, thank you so much, but I'm going to go in the kitchen now. And I walked off and said, please. But you sat there and talked to him for too long. I gave him five minutes. I said, don't even You controlled yourself, though. You controlled yourself. That's great. We've got another person, too. And and that person kind of belittled us and he died three months later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. That guy, that's Cole Pratt. (laughs) Don't mess with. Wait, Cole Pratt is that you just said? Yeah, yeah. he he belittled us one day. Kind of treated everybody like, like yeah. dirt. Yeah, he goes, everybody. I can do whatever I want. I tip very well. And we, we told called him. him and we met him outside. And said, Sir, we don't want you coming back in here. And he said, You can't ban me. We're like BFL, ban for life. Did he went to the did he went to the left? He went to the left. John. I said, John, don't you know Cole Pratt? And and John called me. His studio's right here. He's like, Cole Pratt just walked in. He goes, Dude, he called me back. He's like, Man, he's like. He's like, yeah, can you believe I just got blackballed from Pat Twain? He's like, yeah, the owner just called me and told me what you said. He goes, you told him his food sucked. He goes, he goes, you can't do that. He goes, 
F you, John Harris. And like, it's like, dude, now you got to go now. <laughs> you know, BFL two times in yeah. one night. John, wow. and John, and John Harris is like, dude, he's a friend of mine, but you just insulted me now, and you got to go. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know offense on a dead man, but he died, you know, a month later. And like that, you know. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's just a. It's been a while, you know. That's something I had to get off my chest. That deserves a while. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's just stuff you deal with in the restaurant. I mean, you know, I can't do that any other profession. Well, here's the thing. Go to my doctor and say I don't like what you did. I don't. I think you're the worst doctor in the world. You know. Yeah, I'm not paying for this. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not paying for this bypass. That's what I'm not comfortable with this. Profession can you do that? Yeah, now I get that once in a while too. But I can't kick people out. I got to be nice to everybody. Well, you know, the thing is, is is, uh, (laughs) the thing is, like, you know, it's always like, you know, you know, in a restaurant, like, you have a situation. Oh, I'm I'm here for my reservation. Okay, it's Saturday. We're a small restaurant. It's going to be about 15 minutes. Oh, it's going to be 8:15. All right. Really, 15 minutes, and it's usually the doctor whom you have to wait in five fucking offices before he sees you. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, nobody, you don't, right. get a, you don't get a second chance, man. So let yes. Unfortunately, we're yeah, we're that, that uh, noise you hear is them scraping the grill back. So uh, they're going to be stacking chairs soon. Uh, thanks for coming. We know that your time off in the restaurant business is a uh, precious commodity. So appreciate you coming out and spending no time with us. And. Yeah. Um, our special guest tonight was Aaron Burgau, and I'm going to say your name wrong now. Go ahead. Leon. Tuzet. Tuzet. All right. See, nothing's, nothing's, spelt, uh, nothing's pronounced the way it's spelt here. Okay. And uh, of Patois, and we are so glad to have you here Thank tonight. You. Thank you. Thank um, you. You can uh, follow the links for these for Patois on itsnorals.com. We'll be posting a link there to their restaurant. Our shows record live at Ted's Frost Top on Claiborne and Calhoun in uptown New Orleans. Ted's is open seven days a week. Serving first-class burgers, beer, and their awesome homemade root beer in a frosty mug. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by uh, Margo and I. And Brian Ruiz is our technical director. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website. It's NewOrleans.com. From there, you can follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, and sign up for our mailing list. While you're at it, snoreorleans.com, you can listen to our other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One, as well as the other shows, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Win Win, and Out to Lunch. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, thanks for subscribing. Maybe you can take a moment to rate us and review us, and that helps people uh, finding us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsnoreorleans.com. Until we meet again here at Ted's Frosttop, I'm Ray Canada. And I'm Margo Moss. Good night. Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.